Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lift, Feel, Pray, a podcast aimed at exploring the relationship between physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness in an effort to inspire, support, and encourage you on your journey through life. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, everyone. This is Coach Colin, and I am joined by Pastor Jeff, Stephen, and guest host Anthony Austin from First Coast News for another episode of Lift, Feel, Pray. Thanks, Colin. Hey, everybody. It's Stephen, and thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing the ways you can get started on investing or continuing to invest in your health and wellness from a physical, mental, and spiritual perspective. And uh, this is an exciting episode because we have our first guest Host. All right. Yeah. So welcome, Anthony. Thank you for joining I'm us. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So what we're going to start off with is just talking a little bit about our experiences and how has life been going for you guys over the last week or so in terms of your investment and efforts to continue investing in your health and wellness. Well, I'll tell you, for me personally, uh, life has been pretty good. I've, I've been uh, implementing devotion back into my life. And, uh, you know, that's been one where I haven't been able to do uh, here recently. So uh, uh, it's been great to be able to, to invest back into um, reading and, uh, and getting back into the Word as we prepare for uh, a big uh, season for us in the, in the life of the church. Same for me as well. Uh, you know, when you think about an investment, it can be kind of a, an overwhelming kind of uh, thing to think about. So, you know, what I do personally in my own life is, is kind of think of like the little things, like the things I can kind of do today and now. You know, for me, from a physical standpoint of health and wellness, is just, you know, getting a workout in, you know, you know drinking more water, so, you know, some, some of that kind of simple stuff. And then from there, it kind of, you know, it kind of snowballs and kind of gets, you know, more and more. But when you think of like can invest in yourself from a, uh, from a longevity standpoint, sometimes it can be overwhelming. So it's kind of think from that standpoint helps me out personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Anthony? What do you, what is, well, what you know, I have a very stressful job that requires a lot out of me. It goes beyond the eight hours, but I've taken off for the next two weeks. Nice. So I plan Good. to get my rest and relaxation. And something I've been working on this week, I'm trying to get a full eight hours of sleep. That's an investment. Night. Big time. Big time. Also, today was day six of working out this week. There we go. Nice. All right. Well done. Go. Six days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how you included sleep as well. Yes. Yeah. Sleep is uh, we'll be talking a lot about investment through the next few podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics we want to hit on is rest and recovery. So um, I think that's it's also something important to consider is investing not just in the active approach, you know, but also thinking about your rest as well. Absolutely. So for me, I, this week, I've been trying to make an intentional effort to just pause more throughout the day because mm-hmm. I just go, 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 go. And in between meetings or in between sessions with clients or conversations with colleagues, I've just tried to take a break mm-hmm. and just to appreciate yep. the stillness. And that would include, you know, not looking at my phone, not reading an email. Yep. And that's been different, you know. So I've been trying to intentionally invest and in, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but more of the rest and relaxation part of my mm-hmm. that's big That's one. great. Yeah, that's yeah. A big one. Yeah. So what I thought when we when you brought this topic of investment, I thought, you know, from kind of my profession, from a monetary standpoint and how where we, you know, it, it can say a lot. If you look at kind of where you put your finances and where you put kind of other things in your life. It can, it can say a lot about what you truly kind of, you know, are diving into, right? It's one thing to say that you're all in on, you know, X, Y, Z, but if you're actually not, you know, giving money to, X, you know, to say a charity or, or giving your time to do certain things, whether it's to fitness or, you know, that, that's, that's a true kind of standard of kind of where you invest. So I have a great example from a financial standpoint. So I was a coach 
for a short while in Manhattan and in, in New York City. And I was charging, you know, all this money it was $150, $200 for a session with me. And I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of, you know, funny that like I went to school and these people are kind of paying me this type of money to invest in their health. Right. Uh, and people got amazing results, you know, and they, they and they, they were committed, obviously. So then, you know, fast forward, I moved down to Jacksonville, Florida, and I worked in a corporate wellness setting at CSX. And so I got the job and I start working. I start doing kind of my, my daily things. And one of the things they, they said is that you have to provide 15 sessions a week to our upper management. And I was like, all right, well, how does it work from a sales standpoint? And they're like, oh, no, it's going to be free to them. Right. It's going to be absolutely free. And I said, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to be I'm going to be so booked. I, you know, they're gonna, it's going to be, you know, I come from Manhattan. Like this is going to I'm going to do this for free. Like they're going to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're going to be lining up at the door. Mm-hmm. Right. And so right. And, what a deal they're getting. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and people did. They scheduled it like crazy. Like People were like, oh, but this is this is pretty cool that they're offering this. But I had more no shows. I had less results than I ever had as a coach before, because, again, that was the investment that they were giving toward their health and fitness. And I'm not saying that you have to pay that much to, you know, for a one on one session, like you know, my Manhattan rates. But there has to be an investment on your side mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm committed to this thing and I'm going to get results out of this thing. Right. So I, I always go back to that. Like, you know, that's where your value is. Right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's going to value me at zero dollars that it's kind of like, it's going to go on the back of the priority list, right? Of everything else. So mm-hmm. again, it, it doesn't have to be, that's like my financial example. It can be a lot of things. It can be your time. It could be, you know, like I said, but that that is just like the one thing from a monetary standpoint that kind of shows like, all right, this is going to be how, how, how committed you are to showing up, to putting the time and effort that's going to get you results. And that can, that can kind of go along with physical, I'm sure emotional or spiritual wellness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think about it too, to think that it requires money for people to remain invested, it makes sense. Yeah. But then I'm also thinking to myself in my work with people, how can I, and even in my own life, how can I commit myself to something without having to think about the consequence of losing money financially, right. In order to remain committed. Um, and I think that's like at a net, you, you, you reach a next level in terms of your investment, your health and wellness, if you can get there. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's gotta be challenging because I think I go through very similar things in my work as well too, is, um, I don't like, you know, charging people if they don't show for an appointment, but I have to have that policy in place oh, absolutely, yeah. because you talked about no shows. Yeah. And so if that happens, I'm always, almost always having a conversation about, well, how can we make it easier for you to be here, you know, and, and beyond just the commitment that you made financially or time-wise, mm-hmm. because that would represent you reaching another level right. and, and, and prioritizing your health and wellness for reasons beyond just the financial consequences that you might experience. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. In the life of the church, we experienced the 80-20 uh, principle where usually uh, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. Yeah. And uh, you probably see that even here in a gym or wherever you go, because, uh, the the 20% of the people that are are doing the work are putting an investment in to making the the organization function or the church or whatever the case might be, or even in your own personal life. Uh, you know, those people who are putting the work in are getting the results. And uh, so often we see 80% not doing the work and uh, not seeing any results and wondering why nothing's working right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, have you experienced a time in your life where that investment was more difficult for you even? Are there any examples you can think of where... It was hard for you. I mean, I can think of my first experience here at the gym and in other areas of my life where I invested in health and wellness where it was hard. What switched for me was whenever I made an intentional decision to see beyond just the, the, the immediate result or benefit and think long term. 
And that's where it became more serious investment for me. It's easy for me to think of the gym setting because that's kind of, but that's also something that I've always been, it's easy for me to go to there, but I'm also comfortable going there, right? And I've also always kind of succeeded there, but there's areas of my spiritual, emotional light. So say, you know, the investment of, you know, time with my wife, and I'm sure you deal with this on, on a counseling level all the time and, and to commit to time of discussion and discussing things more than just kind of the day-to-day stuff, like digging into kind of deeper conversations. And so that's something that I've struggled with. Right. But, but again, investing the time into something like that to strengthen a relationship over time is something, again, that's not super my, in my comfort level, but I know that is, is necessary to kind of move forward. So I'm sure you, I'm sure you both actually deal with that from a counseling standpoint. Definitely. Uh, Colin, you brought up to a word twice in your in most recent discussion here, uh, the word comfort. And, mm-hmm. and I think even for me, like from a, from a gym standpoint, uh, when I walked in here to the gym for the first time, so wrapped up in my comfort of where I was personally. And I think what had happened to me was a, a major shock to my body and to my well-being. And, and so the initial action of, of moving into something or investing into something can produce uh, an initial shock for somebody. And, and a lot of times what we see is, you know, even when you go to the gym in January, um, the gym's packed and, and, and here's a bunch of people, you know, investing in the gym, going hardcore. And, and then all of a sudden uh, by February, the gym's back to normal and uh, there's very few people. And the same in the, even in the church, the, the more involvement that people have, sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a shock to their system. And, you know, I, I've had some people where they get heavily engaged in the, in, the, in the life of the church and then all of a sudden they have to break away because it's such a shock to their body, oh, I'm sure uh, to Easter, their well-being. Easter and Christmas, I'm sure, are perks. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of people that want to come around. But, uh, uh, you know, there, there's some that are on journeys uh, throughout the year and they come in. They come in very strong and hard, but yet um, sometimes they, they back out and uh, uh, it's just a, a big shock to their, their, their system. But yet other people invest heavy and they, they go strong and they continue to be superstars for, for us. Yeah, I can say from a gym perspective when it comes to investment, when I uh, lived in North Carolina a few years ago, I was paying a lot of money to work out with a trainer one-on-one because I did not want to work out with other people. I didn't want to see anyone. Uh, I didn't want anyone else to see me working out as well. Yeah. But I wasn't as committed because my thought process was I'm paying this guy if I don't show up. Why does it matter? He's still getting paid. Oh, and that's a good way to think about it. And so that's how I saw it. Right. And then when I started doing group classes, when I moved here to Jacksonville, I actually became more invested because of the people around me, yeah. because I felt like I owed something to them. And if I didn't show up, where where are you? What right. are you doing? Right. And I think it's so important that you have people in your life that are helping you when it comes to your investment, because they play a part in keeping you accountable. Yeah, we, and we touched on that last the last podcast, actually. Your culture and atmosphere and surrounding yourself yeah. with, you know, people on the same mission as you, that kind of stuff. That's that's kind of huge kind of moving forward, too. So a lot of power in community. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's you know, that's I think that's probably, you know, number one. You know, I think the people that struggle the most coming here is that and it's funny, like when you look at the people around you, you know, I've had people that are you know coming here and they have some you know really aggressive goals of, say, losing 100 pounds. Right. And, and say, you know, I start them on their journey and say they've lost 20 pounds. There's people around them. It could be their spouse. It could be their people at work. 
that start bring them down hmm. saying, yeah, Oh, you know, you're, you're losing too much weight. You know, you, yeah. you need to eat more and this kind of stuff. And they still have all this, you know, weight to lose. And they're trying to have this journey of kind of health. And, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's funny to look at. It's also a little scary to look at about these like kind of people in your life. Like, you know, who are the people that are really invested in like really seeing the best for you, you know? And so that can be a hard thing to look at too. I'm um, laughing because yesterday on the phone with my mom, she said, you got too much muscle on your body. <laughs> <laughs> so, she says you need to tone it down yeah, a little see, bit. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like mom, come no, on. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember one time I lost, when I was in college, I lost like 40 pounds wow. because I was about to start my first TV job. And my, my mom asked me, you're losing too much weight. She's yeah. like, are you, are you on drugs? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had the same thing. That's funny, but... Another thing we had noted here was identifying obstacles toward your investment and what might be working against you. And so, and you guys can touch on this and kind of how you've done this in your professional in professional lives. But when I sit down with something, the first thing I discuss uh, is number one, their why, right? So why why are they here? You know, what are you, and digging deep into that? And then um, and in terms of obstacles, taking some ownership in that. So we kind of live in this world where it's, it's easy to make excuses. It's either to point the finger at your atmosphere and other people but really looking deep in within yourself and taking ownership. Okay, this is why I haven't achieved my goals. It's because I'm not doing this and I need to be doing this instead. So, um, you know, once you kind of identify that kind of self-ownership, you can start to really make progress moving forward. But until we kind of look in the mirror, I think it's going to be, it's really impossible to move forward because it's going to be so easy to start looking at surroundings and coming up with all of these. They can, you can camouflage it as excuses or whatever it may be, but until you take that kind of, true ownership, then it's kind of hard to then move forward and invest in yourself. I'm not sure how you guys see that in your professional lives, but for me, that's, that's a big one. So, you know, kind of what we're talking about now is if you're sitting there wondering, well, how do I get invested? You know, Colin, you bring up a good point, identifying the obstacles and then also taking a look at the assets. And I think you, in your story that you did a very good job of bringing up the challenges that you have with focusing on your relationship with your spouse. Right. And so I think that for a lot of people, whenever I'm thinking about mental health and wellness, if it's just not something that's that's a part of their current life kind of plan or routine, we'll kind of talk about well, what's holding you back. And usually a lot of it can be internal, the mm -hmm. voices inside of our head and what and, and what our internal critic has to say about us talking, you know, about how we're doing. We talked about myths and misconceptions last time. I think that element of this means if I'm if I'm investing in and, and having conversations about my relationships with people and how they're going and then my relationship with myself and then I connect with these difficult, painful feelings. Well, then that's a sign of weakness. You know, so right. that right. is an internal obstacle for some people. Yeah. Um, and then there's external. You guys hit on some of those before. The people around us can sometimes be our greatest champions, but they can sometimes unintentionally, if they're not aware of what their motivations are or what's influencing their reactions to you and what they what they tell you, what they say to you, they might actually be bringing us down or holding us back as well, too. And I think that's possible, you know, in relationships with people that love you, you know, unconditionally. They can mm -hmm. also unintentionally sometimes hold you back a little bit. Yeah. So I do see internal all the time and external. And I think that's um, it, both obstacles and assets. I think another thing to kind of take a look at is if you're having difficulty investing is what resources do I already have available to me that I'm not taking advantage of? Right. right? And, and I know that I brought that up earlier about kind of your surroundings and other people kind of bringing you down. That's not saying that they're absolutely wrong people. I've actually had to look at myself in this way because I've noticed myself kind of looking at somebody else and be like, 
I think it's it's your own insecurity showing, you know what I mean? So when that kind of stuff comes out, if you're kind right. of, you know, looking at somebody and feeling not so happy that they're being successful or whatever, it's like, yeah, they'll take a look hard at yourself like, wait, wait a minute, why am I feeling this way toward this person? And and again, something that guy can bring out your own insecurities, take a hard look at yourself and say, mm-hmm. well, this is why I feel this way because I'm not doing that well in this part of my life. And I feel like that's that's what happens for me. A spiritual perspective, from a physical health perspective, I'm sure from an emotional perspective, sometimes our insecurities can show that way Mm -hmm. and how we kind of, you know, how we have uh, our emotions toward others. So Mm -hmm. what about obstacles or assets, internal or external for you, Jeff or or Anthony? I I think for for me, I see people come to me all often telling me they want to grow in their spiritual life. And, and, and so one of the things that I ask is um, I ask them to let's, let's, let's take a moment to walk through your day. What does, what does your day look like? And uh, we usually start off at the beginning of the day. And I said, what, what time do you get up? They usually, you know, will tell me what time to get up. And I say, well, give me your morning routine. What's what normally do you do? And they say, well, I'll jump up. I said, I already have the coffee already set. Uh, you know, I get up, I grab my coffee and I'm out the door and getting the kids ready and so forth. And, and so, uh, one of the things that, that I offer is just some practical goals. Just um, try getting up 15 minutes early, uh, mm-hmm. seeing what your day might look like to be able to uh, spend some time in connection with God. Um, what does that look like? Um, what does your drive to work look like? Um, so we'll walk through that a little bit. And, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll say, well, I'm on the phone with so-and-so or I'm prepping to do this. I'm putting makeup on, whatever the case might be. But um, I've often found that the, the best time to connect with God is right in my own car and, and sharing that time uh, alone time uh, to be able to connect with God. So um, really, it's it's very important, I think, for, for people to look at their day uh, from a spiritual standpoint. And how, how do we spend our time? Um, and, and what is it that we're doing to develop a, a stronger connection with God? Uh, I think that's, that's, that's essential for us to really evaluate our day. And how do we invest our time? Um, because uh, we can fill our, our time with uh, just busyness or um, some people will just stare at a TV screen all, all afternoon. Nothing against you, Anthony. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know some, sometimes we, we just do those blank moments where we, we just stare into the TV and, you know, and 45 minutes to an hour has gone by and we've done absolutely nothing. So um, how, how is it that we invest our time? I think that's that's one of the obstacles for us is, is uh, how do we uh, do that? And, you know, it's very important for us to ask what are what are we actively doing to grow closer in our walk with the Lord? Um, so um, that's that's essential for us to ask as we identify those obstacles. And yeah, when you go into that for time, I mean that, that could, that's on all levels, right? What you invest your time in. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Actually, um, going off of what Jeff was talking about, that's one of my goals for 2020 is to spend more time in the morning and at night before I go to bed with God. Because one of my mm. first things. And I'm so guilty of this. I wake up in the morning and I grab my phone. I start scrolling through my work emails. I'm looking on Facebook. I'm saying, oh, this happened today. Oh, they want this. They want me to do that. And my day is I'm already waking up with a bad mood thinking, I got to do this today. I got to do that. And my first thing, this is what my plan is going to the new year. I need to wake up and pray first before I even Mm -hmm. touch a phone. Mm -hmm. I look at anything so that I set my mind with God first and know that whatever comes my way today is going to be okay. And before I go to sleep at night, instead of scrolling through social media or, or what else, end with God as well. Mm-hmm. So I have peace when I'm going to sleep. 
because I think we let so many obstacles get in the way and so many excuses because there's so many times I say, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to read my Bible. I can't do this today when actually I do have time yeah. today. I could have easily gotten up earlier if I have time to look on Facebook for 15 minutes. I have time to read my Bible or pray or, mm-hmm. do, or do whatever. And I like the point that you brought up, too, about... You know, we see sometimes as praying is you have to be on your knees, you know, next to your bed, but you can have a moment with God in your car or wherever, even just walking up the stairs to the gym or before you walk into work. So I think we just let too many excuses get in our way sometimes. Absolutely. I was I was at a conference in Atlanta uh, a couple of years ago and uh, one of the, it was a famous coach. Can't remember offhand who it was, um, but he coached for Tennessee and so forth back in the day. Um, but one of the things that he said in his talk was uh, he says, you either experience the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. One is temporary. One lasts a lifetime. Oh, and, uh, and and I'll never forget that yeah. uh, that quote that he brought uh, because uh, there, there's so often many times in life where we look back in our life and say, oh, I wish I could have done mm-hmm. this. Yep. Um, the thing is, we can do that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Anthony's already has goals for, for 2020. And, you know, one thing I bought last night at the at Barnes and Noble was um, uh, was a writing prompt journal. Uh, so every single day we'll have a different writing prompt and I'll actually be able to sit down early in the morning before uh, my 6 a.m. workout, um, <laughs> which is really early, yeah. but, uh, but actually start writing. And, uh, and I think that's, uh, that's going to be beneficial. So, so discipline is, is, is a part of our life and it's mm-hmm. worth the investment because we don't want to have the pain of regret later on in life. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I, when I think about the, what you all are discussing too, I think about my own and more of my internal obstacles. And I think some of the biggest internal obstacles people may face too is previous life experience mm-hmm. and what that's taught you about different opportunities that you might have to work on and invest in your health and wellness. And for me, I resonated with what you were saying, Anthony. I don't know if it was a sim- similar experience as to kind of why you chose the individual fitness route versus the group. But for me, I was so self-conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, my strength wasn't at a place where I felt very confident. You know, I was actually sort of embarrassed. And I think it was a byproduct of this idea of what society has told me what it means to be male. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and once I broke free of that and was like, you know what, you don't have to be a power lifter. Right. You know, if you just happen to identify as male, I mean, you can choose what your strength level is and you can be proud of that wherever that falls. Absolutely. And, um, for me, it was uh, so I was so self-conscious. I'd go into gyms and kind of in fitness centers and look around and like believe that other I was almost paranoid thinking that people sure. were looking at me lift and yeah. judging the amount of weight that I was pushing. And realistically, I think that does happen as we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, but it doesn't happen all the time. And I made this generalization that anywhere I go, I'm going to experience that. Um, so when I first came here, it was um, it was a big leap of faith mm-hmm. for me to put myself in an invulnerable environment, yeah, you know, um, and from a spiritual perspective, I think it was the same way for me. And in my journey and sort of becoming more disconnected and my spiritual wellness is also based in my relationship with God. I know we've talked about in past episodes that you can explore your spirituality in a lot of different ways. If it's not prayer, it's meditation or, or just being outdoors and connecting with your with the environment and, and, and nature and your internal life. But it was hard for me not to think about the past experiences I'd had with religious organizations when making decisions to reconnect. Mm-hmm. And had I not, I would have never met you, Jeff. That's right. And that would have been tragic because yeah. we've had a strong relationship now going for like five years or so. Sure. So it was a big leap. And my internal obstacle was the preconceived notion that I had that if I walked in this environment, I'm going to be around people that are going to treat me or treat others the way that I had experienced other people mm-hmm. from religious organizations treating other people. And it was a, so it was a huge risk. And yeah. I took it and it paid off. 
So if you're out there thinking about the investment internal obstacle and thinking your past experiences are what's preventing you from working on physical health, mental wellness, like if you had a bad experience with a therapist or a bad uh, experience of opening up to somebody and they betrayed your trust and, and shared your information with the world, you know, I know that's an exaggeration, but don't allow that to prevent you from reinvesting right? Maybe there's a, a place for you and a space for you in the world where you can have the type of experience you're looking for. Absolutely. And, and not only that, but don't have this kind of preconceived notion that you, that you come in, say to a, you know, to a gym or a facility being strong and everything perfect, or you come into a church, you know, trying to be the sinless person. I mean, you know what I mean? We're, we're all going in there right. to get better, right? Absolutely. So, and, and, and nobody's perfect. So whether it's from an emotional, spiritual, or physical standpoint, the idea is to go in and start and start on that journey, right? And start, get, get on that journey and start getting better. And so if you get, like that can keep you away from it. You guys can be outside of a church or outside of a gym for a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. If you have this kind of uh, preconceived notion that you have to go in, uh, you know, only sinning a certain amount or not eating a certain mm-hmm. amount, you know, it's kind of, it's like, you know, go in, start that journey with someone with a professional and, and start getting better, you know, today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I thought, you know, something you were talking about past experiences, I think that holds us back so much because I know one of my biggest um, issues with getting back into the gym, I remember I played football in high school. And I remember being in the weight room and not being able to lift as much as the other guys. And I felt like, you know, they would, they would talk about you and they would make fun of you. So I had, I always had that in my mind before I went to a gym because I associated the guys in the gym with the guys I played football with. And so I remember like the first time I went in North Carolina when I got the personal trainer and I was like, you know, I couldn't do some things. I'm like, Oh, you're not, you're encouraging me. You're not making fun of me. You're right. not saying, why can't you do this? Yeah. And the same thing, too, when I first met Colin, I kind of saw this guy and I was like, oh, what is this going to be like? But he was very encouraging. And I'm like, why are you being so positive all the time? Like, <laughs> you, you need to say something negative. I, I, you know, I right. had that in my mind. Yeah. Like, stop being positive. But yeah. I'm, right. I'm like, no, that's you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. fit with what I'd come to expect. Right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. fit with what I think. I was like, no, you need to say something demeaning to right. me right, right. now. I was like, yeah. you know, it's, and, my, and my wife, uh, she she worked out at a very large gym facility that uh, paid just a few dollars a month and yeah. and uh, was very happy and content there. And and she always said, I will never join a, a gym where you work out with people and 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 do things together. And I was thinking, Jen, just try this, you know, you're going to find it. It's very encouraging and and give it a chance. And so, um, you know, so she did about a year ago and her life has been transformed and she's been able to join this um, wonderful family uh, that we call the Familia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is Spanish for family, which I love. (laughs) And I love when people figure that out and they're like, oh, that's so cool. So, Anthony, I'm glad when, you know, you, you give you give it a second chance. Yeah, uh, you have to yeah, give it a second yeah. chance. So I, I know we're kind of getting near the end of this particular episode. So just kind of step back and recap in terms of steps. If you're wondering, OK, these, you know, as we're sharing our stories and providing some suggestions here, just to kind of structure it a little bit more for you. Kind of four basic steps that you can follow when it comes to getting more active and invested in your wellness or continuing to invest. The first step would be to assess where you currently are or where you're currently at. Right. So before you can start investing in your wellness, kind of know what you're dealing with and, and, and managing. Um, the second would be identifying obstacles and assets, things that are working against you, preventing you from working on your health and wellness across the multiple dimensions that we've discussed up to this point, as well as what's helping you or what you have that can support you in doing that. 
Third would be set realistic and attainable goals, which we haven't talked as much about, but we can touch on that before we wrap up. Um, and then the fourth would be to commit yourself to the change, you know, um, and, and that might include a variety of other steps and, and suggestions as well. So what do you guys think about those four steps to getting active and invested? So I touch, I think personally, I touched on the, on the first couple, but to touch on number three, number four, in terms of setting realistic and attainable goals, I think that's when a professional can really help out because you, you just get overwhelmed and you're not sure what's realistic, what's too aggressive. And what people tend to do is they, they, they set this goal that's really unattainable and then they get discouraged along the way. So that's that would be number one is get a professional to help you set that goal. And a big one for committing yourself to, to change is make it specific. What, one thing we talk about here is is creating a date or, or creating an event, right, that, you, that you're training toward. Make it a deadline because then it's real, right? So you make a deadline that you want to achieve this goal by, then you can start taking the steps to get there. Not just kind of throwing something in the air. Oh, for 2020, I want to do this or for that. I mean, set a date and say, hey, I want to be – you know, at this place at this time. And so when you do that, uh, you, you'll find yourself starting to take steps toward toward that. So that that, that would be two uh, points for me in terms of advice and in, in setting realistic attainable goals and then committing yourself to that change. Absolutely. And, and one of the things uh, about setting realistic goals and attainable goals, I, I've, I've often told people in, in, that are growing, want to grow spiritually, is start small. Don't don't overwhelm yourself uh, like like you were alluding to, Colin, um, because if we start small, we can we can continue to see growth from that. And and so there, there are a lot of disciplines of, of spiritual development. You know, one is prayer. Um, so look at look at your prayer life. Um, start small. Do um, you know, Jesus talked in, in, in the gospel gospels about doing it with faith and with a sincere and open heart. And so think about that. Do, you know, when you're when you're setting a goal, do it in faith, um, whatever, whether it's emotional physical or even spiritual, um, have, have a trust that, that you're going to accomplish that goal and, uh, do it with a, with a sincere heart. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, the, the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. Um, if you set yourself to discipline, uh, your life and, and if you do it with sincerity, uh, you'll see, you'll see actually growth come out of it. And, um, another, another discipline that, uh, we, we talk about is meditation. How, how do you spend time, um, just, dwelling in silence and, and allowing um, God's spirit to, to speak to you. Fasting is another spiritual discipline. Oh, and, uh, you know, in, in, in Matthew chapter six, Jesus said, uh, when you fast, not if you fast. And so uh, there's such value to fasting. Uh, I, I practice intermittent fasting where I don't eat for 16 hours and only eat in an eight hour window, the, my calorie intake. And I've come to find that I'm the healthiest when I'm fasting for 16 hours. And so uh, Jesus was on to something there whenever uh, he speaks of, of fasting, because it'll it'll open your life up to so many different possibilities. I've never felt stronger than when I'm fasting. I've never felt more alert than when I'm fasting. I've never felt more connected emotionally and spiritually than when I'm fasting. So um, be thinking about how you can incorporate that into your daily life. And then, of course, there's the study of God's word. Uh, you know, there's so such wisdom there. I, I, I 
often recommend uh, reading uh, from Proverbs to start out. Uh, that's a great book to read from because there's so much wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And uh, if you're looking to go somewhere uh, to learn more about Jesus, uh, start in the in the Gospel of John. Uh, that's a great opportunity. Uh, stewardship is another discipline. Uh, how, how do we manage what God has already given us? And so, uh, you know, we look at our bodies, we look at our emotions, and we look at our spiritual health. Um, are we good stewards of what, what we've been given? And so think about that. How do we serve? Service is a big one. It's a big one. Uh, you know, how do we serve the community? How do we serve one another? How do we treat others uh, when we're at the grocery store or, or wherever the case might be? And then, um, and then there's worship. Uh, do we do we come into the community of faith? There's such power in community. So we've talked about it here uh, in this podcast about the community in the gym and how uh, we build and encourage each other. Same goes true in the life of the church. Uh, some people say, "Well, I can worship God out on the golf course." Well, yeah, you, you might be able to worship God, but uh, there's you're, you're not gaining anything from it. So <laughs> I can't use that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, there's such power in getting together and being that community of faith. I've seen so many people come and grow closer to God and to each other and become so joyful whenever they're they're together. And then the last one is is uh, something we talked about at the beginning is Sabbath rest. Do we find time to rest? Anthony's going to get eight hours of sleep tonight, and so uh, um, you know that's good because uh, resting. Can, can help us emotionally, physically, and in a spiritual sense. And so, you know, don't feel like you have to do all these disciplines at once. Uh, start small. You might want to start with uh, prayer. Uh, that may be a great opportunity for you to start. Uh, it's the same with the gym. You know, you're not going to walk in here bench pressing 350 right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you start small and you build yourself up. And um, and so that's that's uh, essential. So really mm-hmm. set realistic and, and attainable goals. And then I, I think as you start small, you'll start to see change. And that's mm-hmm. where your commitment to change uh, will take place. That's some great points. Yeah, I think it, you hit some important things for emotional health and wellness. Uh, it's the same kind of approach. Once you assess where you're at and you know what your obstacles are, you know what you have to work with. Well, then just decide what the next progressive step will look like. Right. So right. If, if you go about if you're somebody who doesn't ever reflect on or talk about how you're feeling or think inwardly about how you're doing or how it is with your emotional health and wellness, well, then just invest to do that in whatever way feels comfortable once a day. Just sit back and just ask yourself, what was today like? Mm -hmm. How did I feel? What were my emotions that I felt throughout the day? We've talked about journaling. Um, And so this is just a process of reflecting because those emotions that you're experiencing and those thoughts that you're having are messengers. And I think far too often people don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're screaming in some cases, and, and we just may not be paying attention to them, and and then we can't benefit from um, what they're telling us. Developing regular habits to really help you to process and deal with your feelings efficiently and effectively is also helpful. So when you move forward, you can you can fulfill those emotional needs that you have. You touched on that. You developing some habits, either way, it's waking and early. Yeah, you know, that yeah. Kind of stuff. that's right. So one of the things I like to do is just have a conversation with my spouse. Um, as, as much as we can, we kind of try to schedule it, you know, at a minimum monthly where we can go out and just connect. Mm-hmm. And you talked about that earlier, Colin, and that's that's important. And just talking about, you know, how the relationship is going and how each other are feeling and how each other are doing. And when I touched on that, I was I was bringing up that I struggle with that. Not that I always do. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And even I even I do, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I do, too. You yeah. can talk right. to Janelle and. 
And we, some months we're good about it. Some weeks we're better at it. And other weeks we kind of fall back and start doing things the way we used to do or go back to doing things the way we used to do. Right. And it doesn't help as much. So the, the, those are just a couple of things. You set realistic goals that you can work on and commit to them by, you know, being a bit more organized. And I like to use reminders, phone reminders. Yeah. So I'll tell people, you know, if, if, if you struggle with that, yeah. <laughs> I do struggle with that. I, I was taking some advice from Jeff from that from the other day because he's, he's, got, he's, got, he's got a packed schedule and he's really good calendar wise and, yes. and I'm not. So yeah. I need, I need advice and help yeah. on that. So I'll tell people, you know, set a reminder, you know, just, you know, whatever your phone is, talk to the voice activation and have your personal assistant, your digital personal assistant yeah. that makes it even Siri. easier. Yeah. Hey Siri, right. Or, or Alexa or whomever, uh, remind me at this time to reflect on my feelings and it'll pop up. And at least you have that prompt. I can't tell you how much self-reflection is so important. I think that's been one area that I've actually grown in this year is to step back sometimes and just look at myself and say, okay, what was the reason for that outburst? Or right, yeah. what was the reason? Because I think we, ah, good. we blame yeah. others for so much. Like, it's Colin's fault that I couldn't lift that weight because he made me lift too much. Well, was it really? Or was, you know, it's just yeah. not just not having the confidence. Or why did I yell at this person? Was I projecting something else that happened today? on them. And I think I've just really learned yeah. how to step back and say, you know what? I was wrong in this situation. This is why this happened. And this is what I need to do mm-hmm. to improve all it, to go forward. Yeah. yeah that's tough. tough. That's tough. Yeah. It's so almost like the old, uh, pointing the finger, you know, yeah, I, I right. got three coming back at me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot right. that comes back on. And us. if you're unable to reflect, then you're not listening to the message that right. the emotion yes. is sending you. Right. And if you're unable to reflect for other reasons, well then maybe you can look deeper and ask yourself, well, what is it that's preventing me from being honest with myself? And that's hard. That's a, that's that can be a very challenging step for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I I, I think we're kind of at the end of today's episode. Yeah. Any final thoughts? It was great having Anthony with us. It sure yeah, was. I, I learned so much here. I like right. this. <laughs> Come back again, Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. I'll Welcome anytime. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing so much of your journey and experience. And again, like always, we hope that this was inspirational and uh, that there's things that you'll take away from the podcast. Um, if you have thoughts about it, questions, if you have some feedback for us, you know, you can connect with us through our emails and our websites. In our last episode, we shared those again. Maybe we'll just finish again with the website. So just so that people know how to contact us if they want to. Sure. Mine is tfwjuliantoncreek.com. And there you can find our emails and other uh, areas of contact. You can find me at uh, longleafchurch.net. And uh, my uh, bio page is right there with our email. Yeah. And then my website is Montesinos Counseling, M-O-N-T-E-S-I-N-O-S counseling.com. And you can send me a message through my contact page there. Anthony, anything you want to put out there for people? On on Twitter, you can go to Anthony Reports to find me there on Instagram. It's the Anthony Austin on Facebook. It is Anthony Austin. I'm everywhere. That's right. Hey, you are. <laughs> just just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get in contact somehow. Yeah, make sure you DM him and ask him how his eight hours of sleep are going. <laughs> we'll be checking in with him now, and that's a big part of committing to change, right? As you put your goals right. out there so yeah, that your friends absolutely. accountability. Your friends can hold you accountable, yeah, right? Yeah. In, a very, in a very kind way. We'll, we'll right. treat you kindly. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We wish you the best as you take your next steps in working on your health and wellness. We hope you join us again in a future episode. Today's intro and outro music was composed by Kevin McLeod and is titled Cheery Monday, available royalty-free at https colon forward slash forward slash incompetech.com.